today's price is not today's price. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. This is the Maverick Podcast. I am your host, DJ Maverick. Today, we have... A very special occurrence because we have two guests. Usually I usually have one guest, but today we have two. We have the super talented Elias and Ivan. Ando, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having us. I'm super excited maybe for the 1% of the people out there that don't know who you are. Tell us a little bit about yourself. We'll start with Elias. A little bit about us, you know, we, uh, we do tortillas. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people know us uh, for tortillas and uh, we've been doing it for over 20 years. And uh, try to keep it keep it going. Yeah, that's awesome. Family yeah. business, right? Family business. That's very cool. Yes. How about you, Ivan? I'm just uh, the backroom person, you know, doing all the <laughs> you all the say paperwork. That. You remember, <laughs> I was at an event and, and he was like, "Oh, I'm I'm the shy guy, or whatever." He's like the marketing guy. Like yeah. he'll go out in the crowd, like bring customers, right? Yes. Like he says that, but deep down, he's a marketing guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Normally, I do all the paperwork and stuff, but yeah. in reality, once we're actually catering. Yeah, I'm on the front trying to get people to try the food. Yeah, and you're successful. Like your people skills, like I was impressed. Like you, you have a way where you can like mess with people just enough to get them comfortable, and they're like, "Yeah, okay, I'll try your food or whatever." Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, works yeah. pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Well, tell me a little bit of like you know you're growing up. You know what what kind of things were you into? A lot of people don't know that we used to be neighbors like yeah. back in the day, right? So yeah. tell us a little bit about that. Like just you know you guys being kids. So, you know, uh, one of the main things I remember about us that we used to play that we used to uh, play in the Johnny Canales uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, show. So, you know, we we uh, fixed up the room with Christmas lights and had the stereo on and uh, had fog machines in there and just do a concert. Yeah, we used to pretend yeah. that we were in a band and then we were just like pretend that we were like airplane guitar or something right yeah and we didn't have fancy equipment so the christmas lights were like the the stage yeah, lights the stage. and you actually went on to like uh being an actual band too right yeah and uh my uh my senior year in uh, high school uh i joined a, a band a local band norteño at, right yeah, norteño uh yeah. conjunto corriera yeah that was, that was the the band's name you know we did it for a couple no we did it for a I think my junior year and my my senior year, and then uh, you know we start doing a lot of gigs, going out of towns. Yeah, but you know, you know life's changing. You know, I I stayed with the I took over the business. Yeah. So you know when when I you know we start seeing stuff uh, with my dad, so I you know I quit the band and you know you know try to get involved more at the business. And that's, you know, how my story starts. Right. Yeah. How about you, Ivan? Describe you as a kid. Were you, like, sort of, like, introvert, extrovert? Like, what kind of stuff did you like? How would you describe yourself? Compared to now, I'm way different. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually really uh, tame now compared okay. to back then. Oh, yeah? I was really... really <laughs> a troublemaker? I was a troublemaker. Yeah? Yes. And so um, that's how it was. And I was also the oldest of the young kids. Okay. Yeah. So whenever we were out family get-togethers, my brother, older cousins were like, "Hey, you need to keep them in line, or you're getting it." Nice. And so, 
I had always got in trouble. Yeah. Because the big kids got in trouble for not watching us. Of course. Yeah. And from there, I just had to pick on all my younger. Yeah. Cousins. Yeah. <laughs> so in high school, you know, you sort of, you guys sort of like did your own thing, went separate paths, right? So maybe tell us a little bit about high school. What, what, what kind of things were you into? You know, was it sports? I know that you went on to, to serve. So that's really cool. So maybe tell us a little bit about that. Um, so you know, in high school, you know, I was uh, involved in the in the band. But you know, right after high school, um, you know, my dad passed away. So I graduated in '04. Okay. And uh, my dad passed away in '05. So you know, um, that was my welcome to the real world. Wow, that's you tough, know. right? Yeah, it's it, it was tough. You know, and, uh, I learned I learned a lot of stuff the hard way. Uh, but you know, we kept it going. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's what um, I uh, did, you know, after high school. Okay. You know, you what know? about you? What made you sort of go into the service? Like, that's like, you know, real, you, you don't know where you're going to go, where you're going to be stationed. During high school, I was actually the delivery driver for the tortilla factory. Oh, really? So I, didn't I was know the that. one actually taking the tortillas to all the different mercados and restaurants. Okay. So that's what I did during high school and like two years after that. Yeah. But then after that, I actually transitioned, uh, transitioned into a bank. I okay. went and worked at a bank for a while for like four years mm -hmm. just trying to learn more for the business side and then i mean i was always like i said a very troublemaker growing up and i was like you know yeah. what like let me try the military okay and so i was like which one's the hardest one all the marines okay i'll do that oh so you did it on purpose you <laughs> so, were like okay i need some structure what's the, the most difficult thing and yeah, you're like and marines so, so yeah. i went into the marines uh got into infantry and just, I mean, from there, kind of learn more. But when I got to my actual unit after boot camp and the infantry school, mm -hmm. I was actually older than half my company. Really? Because I was 23 at the time. Okay. And so every time for the new guys in the military, they, they're they kind of shitted on. Yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. given all the harder tasks and stuff. And when I got there, a lot of the guys were like, well, I mean, you're, you're older than me, so it's kind of weird uh, <laughs> to <laughs> so try to pick you on or you. Something? Yeah, yeah, like it's kind of yeah. weird. I was like, I understand I'm the new guy. I yeah. do the same thing too. Mm -hmm. Like delivery drivers, when we had new ones, yeah. I was always giving them a hard time. <laughs> so I know how it is, so I'm, I'm yeah. okay with it. But uh, yeah, that's how I transitioned into that. And after the military, just kind of went into like other jobs, like mm -hmm. like pharmacies and nursing homes. And okay, one day my brother's like, hey, well, this is when I first got back to Oklahoma from the Marines. Yeah. He's like, hey, I've been catering now, and uh, you're going to help me. I was like, nice. I don't know anything <laughs> about food like that. Right, like, right. He's like, well, you're going to learn. <laughs> nice. Yeah, because you've always been passionate about food, right? Yeah. I think, uh, did you study like culinary and stuff like that, right? Uh, yeah. Um, I did a, a culinary school, um, uh, like a year course. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, a lot of stuff I knew a little bit, but a lot of the cooking and methods I did learn from from school. That's awesome. You know, I, you know, I, you know, met a lot of people too. You know, yeah. we help each other out sometimes. You know, when they do uh, yeah. catering, or if I need help, they they help me out too. Where do you think that passion for like cooking and all that came from? Man, um, I don't know. You know, you know, we like to eat. So, yeah. um, if 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 I feel like eating something, you know, if I don't know how to make it or somebody doesn't know how to make it, I try to figure it out. Yeah. So that's how a lot of my recipes uh, um, start. So I'll get one recipe, get another recipe, and put them all together. Like put them, 
and one one recipe that I have. But it's I don't know I I enjoy cooking. I, you know I like satisfying you know the, my guests, my yeah. customers. Maybe tell us a little bit about the history of the tortilleria. Like how did that get started? Because I know if I remember correctly, like your dad used to drive like semi trucks and stuff like that, right? Like. What do you think all of a sudden, like, what was the thinking? Like, why did he say, like, hey, we're going to open up a tortilleria? So uh, back in those, yeah, back in those times, um, there was actually not a lot of, like, mezcals and tortillas around. Mm -hmm. So when they first got here, um, he was a uh, truck driver. My mom was working for different companies, like a donut shop, like potato processing factory, and then, like, even for waste management. She had yeah. different jobs. And so there's not a lot of Hispanic uh, stuff around. And so my mom would make... The, the flour tortillas, the ones we have right here, by hand at home. Okay. So that's how she would make it for us. And then some of our friends would like it, so she would sell them a dozen. I see. And then she actually started making burritos. So she would make burritos for the, uh, for the tortillas mm -hmm. and go to different, like, auto shops and, like, car dealerships on 29th Street. Oh, Which really? is, you know, like, Little Mexico. Yeah, to, like, just, like, deliver. And so she would yeah. stop by and she would, like, have burritos of this, this, and that. Yeah. But I remember being with her in the old blue Oldsmobile. Yeah. And so coolers in the trunk, she just open them up. That's awesome. Guys would buy the burritos and yeah, that's how it kind of kept going. Okay. And then um, they started this thing. I was like, whoa, let's start like doing it full time. Let's start making tortillas. Mm -hmm. So they ended up getting this uh, pretty primitive machine uh, to make flour tortillas. So instead of her having to roll them by hand every time, yeah, this machine would press them and you can put them on the conveyor belt to go through to get cooked. Okay. Do you guys remember like where they even found the machine? Or I like, don't know where no. they found it, uh -huh. but I know it ran in our garage for a while. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I think I think it was like a homemade uh, machine that really? uh, we found in Mexico. Oh, my parents found in Mexico. So that's when they they brought it, and you know that's how we started in the, in our, in the garage. Um, I call it. Um, you know, it was a, it was in a commercial uh, machine, so that's why. Uh, we couldn't use that machine. Uh, like uh, as far as like inspections yeah, and stuff inspections like that? Stuff, yeah. So, yeah. you know, we tried, uh, they, they were trying to get it legit, and, you know, mm -hmm. do a legit business and everything. But the machine wasn't commercial. Yeah. So they had to find a um, commercial machine. So okay. that's, that was the second part that, you know, they found it in, uh, you know, uh, that's when they found the place on uh, Capitol Hill, in the Capitol Hill district. Uh, yeah. That was, you know, when... When the Fiesta Las America started, we was already there. Nice. Um, yeah. So we started right there, uh, you know. And it started with our flour tortillas, and now with the with the corn. So we started with the with the flour tortillas because uh, you know that was the only ones. You know, uh, a lot of a lot of people from Chihuahua here in Oklahoma. Oh yeah, it's all about the tortillas. Yeah. Right? So you know, yeah. it's uh, that's why uh, we call it the Chihuahua style okay. tortillas. And, uh, you know, it started picking up the flour tortillas, and a lot of people started asking for the corn corn tortillas. Mm -hmm. So we uh, we started uh, uh, selling for from some company from uh, from Texas. And then from there, uh, we found a machine, uh, a corn machine. Cool. Why the name Tortilla Lupita? Like, where did that come? Do you guys know? So, uh, you know, with uh, that town from Mexico that my, my dad's from, it's uh, Guadalupe Victoria. Okay. So instead of calling it Tortilla Guadalupe, <laughs> that's what we, we call it, Tortilla Lupita. Okay. And for cool. many years, a lot of customers thought that Lupita was actually my mom. Oh, really? <laughs> they're like, wasn't. hey, ¿dónde está Lupita? Yeah. yeah. So they were like, ¿dónde yeah. está Lupita? Yeah. And they're like, 
already knew. And then I was like, oh, yeah, she's over here somewhere. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. Her name was Graciela. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But That's that was cool. just a, we already knew who they were talking about. So we just kind of yeah. kept it going. But it sounds like you, you guys sort of built a clientele. Like even from like back when you were saying your mom was delivering burritos and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then it grew to the garage and then you found the location. But you kind of were like growing your clientele along the way. Is that kind of how it happened? Yes. Yeah. That's exactly how it happened. That's and cool. also like uh, at that time we um we had like the front, we had actually produce also. So oh, okay. we had like uh chiles brought over from like Chihuahua. We had like avocados, canned beans, like just a bunch of stuff that people would normally need yeah. at home to so make it's dinner. almost like a mini like convenience mm -hmm. store within the tortilleria. Yeah. So okay. like the front was the produce store. We had like a display case with all tortillas there. Mm -hmm. And then in the back were the machines going. Nice. And so that's how it was. And <clears throat> from there we just kind of slowly kept getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know uh, like how early you guys start because we were at an event and we were like just kind of talking and we were like, well, what time do you have to wake up? What time does everything start? So maybe talk a little bit about the process, like because you guys start super early and like you've got to set up for deliveries like you've got people waiting on you, right? Yes, every day, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, usually, you know, we, uh, we start at 1 a.m. 1 a.m. 1 a.m. Okay. Uh, you know, um, in case that somebody doesn't show up, you know, we, we go. But right now we have our, our team that does the tortillas, you know, and yeah, that's the time that they go in. Are you guys like the firefighters that have like your outfit on the side of the bed in case like, hey, yeah. nobody's showing up. You got to wake up and head to yeah. the tortilla or what? Yeah, that's yeah. it's not as efficient as them. It's not like, <laughs> like my pants laying by yeah. the bed. Just yeah. Yeah. Zip it up. Oh, I, I see a message on my phone saying like, you got to come in. I yeah. hit the pillow a couple of times. <laughs> I'm all mad. I'm like, okay, yeah. I got to go in. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So 1 a.m. and then you've got deliveries like every day of the week or, or how does that happen? So yeah, uh, you know we have uh, deliveries every day. Uh, we uh, we deliver uh, fresh hot tortillas to all the meat markets around. Yeah, uh, we have a lot of uh, restaurants that we deliver daily too, so they can have fresh tortillas. Okay, and uh, we we also have a lot of uh, customers that we go weekly. So you know, you know uh, sometimes we have a uh, like one day of the week we uh, we go to Edmond. Uh, one day of the week we go to uh, Norman, and so yeah. and then uh, we got other bigger customers that you know we got another day for them and stuff so yeah try to you know break it up so it won't be too hard for also for the for the, the workers the workers too so yeah did you guys like sort of grow up knowing how to do everything and run it just because you were around everything or was it like hey a crash course like all of a sudden you're in charge and you like just have to figure it out so uh, a lot uh we learned a little bit you know, with the ears growing up, but yeah, mm -hmm. mostly it was a crash crash course. Crash course, yeah. yeah. So you know, we we had to figure out how to fix the machines, how to make the tortillas. We had you know everything. Yeah. So you know, it's just something that you know people don't know about us that you know we maybe look kind of that we don't know nothing, but you know, lots of yeah, practice, yeah, a lot right? of practice. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like I say, you know, we learn a lot the hard way, so. But um, that's, you know, they say that's a way to learn, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever you were in the service, did you ever imagine that you were going to come back home and be part of the family business? Or were you like, that's why I went to the service because I was trying to run away. <laughs> I didn't want to be part of it. Yeah. I didn't really think I was going to come back. Yeah. I thought I was going to do other things, which I mean, I did. I did probably like another five years after the service, kind of did my own thing. Okay. 
And then my brother's like, hey, you know, like, you know how to organize things. You know how to keep things in track. Like, yeah. how about you come back and help me out? What was, like, what the thing that you did in the service? Like, what did you do? So I was a, it's called a LAV crewman. So it's a light armor vehicle. Okay. Uh, so uh, the MOS, which is a military occupation specialist, like the, the serial number, was uh, 0313. Okay. So, I have no idea what he just said. <laughs> so, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, okay, of course. So yeah. it's a eight-wheel vehicle uh-huh. with a turn on top. And so for like okay. two years, I was a driver on one. So bigger than like a Hummer or yes, what are we talking about? Bigger, bigger than, than a Hummer. Hummer. Yeah. Wow. So like the gunner on top of a, of a Hummer, yeah. I'm taller than him if I'm standing on the turn. Jeez. So I'm like looking down at that. Yeah. Okay. And so uh, I was a driver for one of those for two years because, I mean, I have drove like box trucks, delivery vans, all this different stuff growing up. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Let's add an eight-wheel vehicle You're to like, that. You're like, I've been delivering since high school. This is a piece of cake. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and so they had like test courses where you had to like drive through like obstacles and stuff. And yeah. out of my class, I was the top. That's awesome. I was like, I used to whip a van like yeah. going off the intersection like <laughs> 60 miles an hour. Yeah. And it was like 35 miles Are those the hour. ones that have like just like screens and you don't really have windows and you're driving with the screen or no? So... The, the driver's hole, once you're actually sitting in there, there's actually mm-hmm. three little periscopes, one in front and one like angled from left and right. Really? And that's all you see. No way. Yeah. Okay. And so for the gunner, uh, once I on deployment, because I did a MU, uh, Marine Expeditionary Unit, it okay. was like the police force. Okay. Like when you see a cop on his beat, same thing, but for mm-hmm. mine was like in the Asian countries. Okay. So we went to different countries in that area. Um, I was the gunner on that vehicle. Or deployment so i stared at a green screen which is a thermal screen but it's green different yeah. shades of green for anywhere from 30 minutes to like 12 hours at a time wow and okay. so that's that was my main job yeah was it like super stressful the crew for the vehicle is three people driver gunner and vehicle commander but we also have four riflemen in the back okay. which we call them scouts so the entire vehicle seven people but who run the vehicle is actually three and so I'm always having to take care, like I was the gunner, so I had to take care of my tasks yeah. and whatever the driver was doing. Okay. And the vehicle commander, he t- takes care of all his tasks and what we're doing. Yeah. But me and my driver were so efficient that our vehicle commander never had to be there. That's cool. He would just show up to the house vehicle. Like, well, this is what we have wrong. Mm-hmm. I already got a mechanic on it. Or this is what we need. Like, we already got it. Yeah. And so he was comfortable with us. So... Whenever he'd come by, he'd just ask me, like, what happened? This is what happened. He's like, okay, we're good. That's cool. So you said you went into the Marines because that was, like, the hardest thing. Did you get out of the Marines what you were expecting? Like, did you meet your goal? Like, what, what do you think you learned out of that whole experience? Um, at the end, I realized it's, it's pretty much like any other job. Yeah? <laughs> so okay. you have your good coworkers, your bad coworkers. You have your good bosses, bad bosses. Yeah. And so when I was there, uh, I got to my unit, uh, to my company, two min- uh, two months after they got back from Afghanistan. Okay. So once they got back, my entire uh, battalion was now non-deployable. So that means they weren't sending them back to Afghanistan. Was that like a bummer for you? Were you looking forward or you're like, uh, okay, that's it a good It was a thing. bummer for me. It was a bummer? So like yeah. for me, I was like, the reason I picked the hardest thing is to like see how far I can push myself. Yeah. And at the end, it was just like... Well, (laughs) yeah, that's cool. That's a cool experience. I don't know if I could do it. I mean, just like, you know, how strict they are 
the boot camp, all that, like, it's just a lot. I don't know. Did he ever try to like convince you to, to join or anything like that or no? No. No? no. <laughs> You're like, no. <laughs> it's something not for me either. Yeah. yeah. So he, uh, he was there for my graduation and my mom was there. And at the time it was my uh, fiance. Mm -hmm. They were there and they didn't recognize me. Really? Because I went in at 190 pounds. Yeah. And on graduation day, I was 160 pounds. Jeez. So I was just really <laughs> skinny and I was really dark because yeah. we were outside like every day. And they shaved your head or? Yeah. yeah. Heads like yeah. overshaved. But every time yeah. we were outside, we had a like a cover on. Yeah. And so that's what we call like hats and stuff. Okay. And so it was funny because my fiance and my mom was like, where is he? Where is he? My <laughs> he's like, like right he's right there. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. He just pointed yeah. me out. Yeah. So that's pretty funny. That's cool. Well, you know, we were talking a little bit about the tortillas. And then you guys started this one, which is like, I guess, blue corn, or, or this is like your new one, right? Yeah, so um, that's our, our blue corn and our white corn mixed together. So oh, really? It, okay. So it's a mixture um, uh, both together. Yeah. Because um, if we use the just the, the blue corn, it'll be a dark. A dark uh, a dark darker. Dark. Yeah. Okay. It's darker than a Pepsi can. Oh, really? So when okay. a lot of people saw that, they thought we were trying to sell them bad tortillas. <laughs> and it was like, no, we yeah. just, it's blue like, corn. Like they're rotten or something? Yes, yeah, they thought it was rotten. Yeah. Why did you guys decide to go with blue? Because, like, you know, most people would go with the traditional just corn tortillas. Uh, so uh, we had, um, you know, I met a, a chef. Um, um, I think he's, uh, his, his name is uh, Chris Castro. Uh, he was asking me if we can make uh, some of the, uh, those tortillas for him. You know, he wanted kind of marble kind of stuff, like, you know, uh, have a little bit of white corn and, and the blue corn. Okay. So uh, we couldn't. It was kind of difficult to make it, and that's how this color came out. I see. So um, it started all just because him, you know. Uh, he, he wanted it for, like, his, like, restaurant or something? Yeah, or? so uh, at the moment, he, there was a kitchen at the Common Place over there in Midtown. Uh-huh. Uh, is that right now is the commonplace books uh, so they had a kitchen in there so okay. he, he was making uh, um, uh, tacos out of it you know cool. he, yeah so uh, that's why you know we started making them and we started um, showing more people and then uh, a couple of other chefs start uh, asking for it and then uh, some of the uh, there's a couple of, like a wholesale um, like uh, whole food uh, stores to start um, ordering it, uh, okay farmer markets and start going. That's awesome. Yeah, right now, you know, it's it's very popular right now. Uh, we got a couple of restaurants are, are that are buying it weekly with us, and it, they're like they're, uh, uh, how can you say, their um, their main dish. Like you know, it, it's the singer trying them. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's really cool, and it's unique, right? So people see it and they're gonna know, like, hey, yeah. this is tortilla Lupita. That's pretty cool, right? Yeah. So uh, right now, you know, uh, you know, we're asking our, our customers that buy the blue corn. You know, some uh, they have a, a pretty good uh, social media mm -hmm. and they, they take uh, good pictures. So uh, right now that we're starting, uh, we're starting asking to tag us. You know, to okay. tag us on uh, social media with their tortillas. Yeah. You know, so you know people can see where the where, where it first it starts yeah. from where it starts. You know. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, spread the word for sure. Like mm -hmm. social media is like super important. I think. Every business, whatever you're in, you're in social media first and then your business. Yeah. Like, I think it's just the, the the time that we live in, you know, it's like if you could have the greatest product in the world, but if people don't know about it, yeah, then you're not going to be successful, right? Correct. Yeah, the technology yeah. age. You know, yeah. We got we to gotta keep got to adapt. It. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so you guys were like, hey, we're not busy enough. We're not stressed out enough. 
how about we start catering right like is that how it went down or what so um <laughs> the catering um you know you know i like cooking you know so um a lot of my uh relatives a lot of friends they said hey man uh we're gonna have a party you want to cook so i said oh yeah so um you know i go cook with them you know and um i start um making tacos uh like our uh, a lot of people like our barbacoa okay so you know um and uh, it first started with the barbacoa. And explain what barbacoa is, because a lot of the, the people that, when I mention barbacoa, they think it's barbecue. And I'm yeah. like, no, it's not barbecue. Right. So explain sort of barbacoa, what's the process, like all that. So it's a slow-cooked meat. Uh, a tradition, normally it's always done like overnight. Okay. Um, and so it's like cow. So a lot of people either use the entire cow head, the lengua, the tongue, or the cheeks. Okay, so it's always beef no matter what. It's never pork. It's always beef. It's mainly always, yes. yeah, always okay. beef. And so we always did it with the cheek because it has the less amount of fat. And then also it renders more. So, okay. I mean, if you do a whole head, then you got to, like, strip the head down and kind of bring see. it apart. Yeah. The tongue, you only, I mean, you only get one tongue. Mm -hmm. And so for whenever we order our meat, you know, it comes in bulk and, like, 60 pounds at a time okay. that we cook. And so it's cheek meat. So it's really soft, really tender. Like I tell a lot of people, softer and juicier than a pot roast. That's okay. the best way to describe yeah, it. Yeah, it's a good description. Mm -hmm. And so we put a couple seasonings in there, uh, just water, little spices, and then that's it. We don't actually add salt to it. And so we just let it cook overnight. I would put it boil. Once it comes to a boil, then just simmer all night. So is it actually cooked by uh, steam, or, or how does it actually like cook uh, So itself? it's uh, boiled. Boiled. So we put it in water, okay, and then once the meat actually starts cooking, it starts releasing its own juices, mm -hmm. and so at the end, it's just water and its own juices kind of rendering in it, so all okay. the flavor keeps going back into the meat. Cool. And then this is something that you guys offer like every day of the week, or only on weekends, or so we normally do uh, by the pound, okay, or, or even tacos, burritos, and quesadillas on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, okay. And if we do have a little leftover, then we try to use that during the week the kitchen but normally like right now now that it's warming up it's yeah kind of always running out okay but if we do that so we give it with you know onions cilantro tortillas and salsas awesome. so we do that yeah but a lot of people just come in and say hey i want to kiss like, all right oh, so you can you. do that you can do that on yeah, the fly so, just come in and yeah. like hey i just want like a taco or two tacos or yeah. whatever yeah, yeah. so okay um, but a lot of people so we're actually south of Sizzletail park mm-hmm and so a lot of people come in because we do carnitas too. Okay. And so that's a pork shoulder that we use. So either they'll get carnitas or barbacoa. Uh, they'll buy like a pound or something. Yeah. And they'll go up to the park. And so that's like their picnic. Meal. Oh, that's awesome. There you go. For all the fellas out there watching, that's an amazing like date idea right there, right? You get yeah. your barbacoa, your carnitas, set up a picnic over by yep. Scissor Tail, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. What other types of uh, tacos do you guys offer? Uh, so you know we uh, we got the carne asada. So uh, like our carne asada, is, uh, if we when we first start catering, uh, we we did our carne asada on the on the charcoal grill. But you know uh, where uh, this our setup how it is right now, you know uh, we can't be doing a lot of that. So we do it uh, at the cart. Okay. So but uh, it, um, the seasoning uh, is the house seasoning that we made. Uh, you know uh, th that's our seasoning for our little our, secret sauce. Yeah, yeah. Our, uh, our Lupita seasoning. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah. so um, you know that's our seasoning for the um, for that salad and chicken. You know, our chicken. You know, it's just some grilled chicken where special seasoning or uh, bell peppers, onions. You know, gives them that nice flavor, juicy. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And also we got El Pastor. Uh, so explain what pastor is because a lot of viewers yeah. probably don't know what pastor is so el pastor is like a like a gyro kind of style uh the original way yeah so it's you know it's a bunch of uh, meat stack up all the way up all the way and up they're just like slicing yeah. it right yeah and, you know uh as a, a mexican you know we call it uh we shave it you know yeah um so you know um you know it, it's it's round you know and it gets a a nice flame on the side, so it gives a nice charn on the side. You know, that's when you uh, yeah, super tender, super, super tender, juicy, juicy, right? How long does that cook for? Because it's like a slow, like sort of cooking process too, right? So you know, uh, that's why you know they they only um, cut the outer of it because you okay. know it, it's you know cooking the outside of it. You just that's what you cut enough the the cook. I see. Okay. You gotta be pretty good on, on your knife on yeah. your knife skills because <laughs> if not, you're gonna be giving a, a piece of a raw meat oh, man. too. So <laughs> definitely don't want to yeah. do that. So that's why yeah. uh, we don't we don't do that at the at the, our place. We don't do that. So we but we do have al pastor. Yeah. So the al pastor, um, you know, um, we cook it in the in the flat top, nice uh, nice cook. So that's our house uh, marinade too. So it's not. No, uh, Marinao from the Carnaceria, you know, we yeah. make it, uh, you know, from scratch, from, from scratch, yeah. you know, that's, uh, also a recipe that, you know, I work with it too. So, you know, had a couple of friends in Mexico that they're, uh, they got restaurants, like some taqueros, um, you know, okay. they gave me some recipes and we made one. Yeah. So, you know, we got that one, the pastor, you know, we serve it with the, with the onion, cilantro and pineapple. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that the traditional one has like little slices of pineapple in there, right? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, um, that's the pastor. You know, we also got carnitas. You know, the carnitas is like a like a pork confit kind of okay. stuff. Uh, you know, um, you know, it, it's a pork cooking zone uh, fat. So it's, uh, you know, right now, uh, you know, I came up with the recipe and then our guy that works with us, you know, he got it on point right now. Yeah. Yeah, his carnitas are nice and tender, juicy. Uh, you know, has a nice little crunch on the yeah, outside still. It's awesome. Are yeah. you guys ever looking for testers? Like, uh, I'm available. Just FYI, if you guys. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so that's how, uh, you know, that's how our recipes started. You know, you know, sometimes you know, there's a lot of friends of ours. We get together, and we try do things together. Yeah. Like you know, like he he tells everybody, you know, you know, we're gonna cook something that uh, that we like. You know, we like if, if we think it's good. I think somebody else is gonna like it. Yeah. So, you know, that's how, you know, that's the carnitas. So you guys are almost like your hardest mm -hmm. judge. Like you guys yeah. are like super like, you know, we got to keep it up to this standard. Yeah. If it doesn't meet the standard, then why why even do it, right? Yeah. You know, I like this. Like try it. See, what do you think? Oh, yeah, that's good. But maybe you should add this or add that. And then we try it that way and say, oh, okay, that's better. And like, yeah, I think someone else would like that. That's cool. So that's mm -hmm. what we always do. Like. We're always cooking like we're cooking for like each other and our friends. Yeah, that's how that's, we do that's the meals. best way, right? Like yeah. if it's good enough for your family, like that. What else, what more can you ask for? Right? Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, man. We always like criticize each other all the time, so that's how. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. cool. So you guys do like it sounds like you you can go to the place, order the food there, but then you guys also do special events, right? So right. if someone is getting married or you know, birthday party or whatever, maybe talk about like the different types of events or is it open to any size, any type of event? You guys tell me. So we normally do a minimum 30 people. Okay. At, at that rate, it's actually like worth, worth it. Cause if we try to do less than that, it's actually, I mean, it doesn't really work out. Cause right. that's just like, Oh, I'm like a personal chef now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so we do like minimum 30 people. 
And we do uh, all the meats. So we do asada, pollo, pastor, carnitas, barbacoa. Okay. And so for every event, you have everything available? So we do um, our package, like our taco package is three meats. Okay. So you can get to pick three meats, which come with three salsas, all the toppings. And so we're there for two hours. Okay. So a lot of times we tell people, like, all you have to worry about is what meats you want, what time, and where you want us. It sounds like a deal to me. We take our plates, silverware, napkins. So all they have to do Mm -hmm. is tell us, oh, yeah. Because we started off with a lot of, like, backyard parties. It was always small get-togethers. Yeah. And we'd show up, and we would actually cook in front of the people on a flat top. And if, in case they wanted a trompo, then we actually would take that, and we'd have the trompo there cooking on the rotisserie, just spinning. Yeah, that's cool. we just slice the meat off. So that's how we started. But then later on, it got into bigger events from, like, 32 up to 250 people and so for those it's a lot of indoor events so okay we can't really cook in front of them yeah so we have our actually brick and mortar that we cook all our meats put it in a hot box to transport to the location mm-hmm. and then from there we have a small um gas powered uh flat top where we heat tortillas up in front of people okay and That's then cool. from there we'd let them know like hey this is the meats we have and a lot of people i mean they don't know a pastor and they're like, oh, that's that looks spicy. I don't want that. It's like, yeah, no, it's actually not spicy. Yeah, because so, it looks like really red, right? Like if yes. you wouldn't know, you would think it's like, oh, super hot. Yeah. Right? And then a lot of times people are like, oh, I just want chicken or I just want beef. Like, no. Yeah, we grab a piece because we wear gloves and stuff for sanitary reasons. It's like here, try this. See, that's where the marketing technique comes in. He's always <laughs> like luring them in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. just a little blood in the water, you know, yeah. for sharks. <laughs> and yeah. so we'll have them try it, and like, oh, that's really good. And yeah. then. At the end, we'll always have somebody there refilling the salsas and the toppings. So if they ordered a pastor, we have piña. And I'll tell them, hey, give me a piece of pineapple. It's like, okay, now try it with the piña on top. Nice. And they'll try it. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. Okay. It's like, oh, okay, I want one of those now. And then they're hooked. Yeah, <laughs> they're hooked. Yeah. But a lot of people, just they see it. Yeah. And they don't want to try it. And some people, like, I tell them what barbacoa is. And they get kind of like, oh, wait, it's cheek? Like, right, that's right. weird. Yeah. And I was like, here, try the piece. And they try it, and then that's how they realize. You know? Yeah. I think it's just a, a matter of they haven't been exposed to it, right? So they, they didn't grow up with all these different types of food, exactly. right? Many of them, maybe they just are used to Tex-Mex even, right? Which yeah. mm-hmm. Tex-Mex is way different than actual yeah. traditional Mexican tacos, yes. right? So I think what you guys are doing is you're not cutting any corners. You're keeping everything traditional, and then you're introducing them to this whole new, like, taco, right? Like, that's pretty cool. Have you guys ever seen the Taco Chronicles on Netflix? Yeah, I have. I have. That's, you know, that's, uh, yeah, I've seen uh, seen a lot of those. You know, I, I think I saw all of them. You know? Yeah. That's, you know, that's a lot of ideas that, um, that uh, you know, I got from those videos in uh, also different ways. Oh, man, that's you know, a good way to do it. You know? Right. Yeah, and man. you're in... At least I was. I was amazed, like, how different the tacos were from place to place. Like, even if it was a traditional barbacoa, they did it a little bit different. Like, I almost want to do, like, a tour of, like, all the places that were on the Taco Chronicles. I think that would be a cool trip, you know? Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, Yeah, uh, because there was one that uh, they did the the birria, I think. You know, they they were uh, almost like a barbacoa style, but they they put it on the ground. Okay. That, That was a good one right there, too, yeah. So, um, yeah, you, you definitely want to watch it. You're going to be hungry. You're going to want yeah, tacos I mean, after you watch yeah. it. But. It's on my list, but yeah. I watch this 
way different random stuff yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're like i don't want to watch it's too close to work i don't want to yeah. watch making tacos right it's like i don't want to leave work and come back True. home to like yeah. watching more food <laughs> yeah that's cool so tell me a little bit about the the events that you've done maybe like what's been like sort of the biggest event or the craziest event that you've done it was a well, it was a repeat customer he okay. hired us before for his get-togethers and stuff at his house and business and his family he actually one of his sons was getting married and he was like hey they're gonna get married i was like, all right yeah we can do that for you in arkansas we're like um he's like, no no like i'm gonna pay for everything like i, I need- so you're like having to travel all yeah the way so they were like yeah no like, i need you there so yeah what's it gonna cost to have you there so i was like we figured out the airbnb and everything like, okay this is how much it'll be and we thought it was a lot i was like yeah no, i don't think he'll you're like, there's no way he's going to go. He's like, okay, let's do it. And it wasn't like yeah. we were overcharging. We were charging for like everything we're going to need. And right. And he was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and so for me, that was the most memorable because just and yeah. at that time too, it's like the cook we have now. It was like his first time working with us. In okay. Event. So it was like a crash course for him, like learning the, the crew. Yeah. So he was pretty shocked when he met all of us. He was like. Are they always like this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds like you guys have a cool working environment, right? So it's like almost like one big family. Is that how you guys operate? Or is it kind of like you have to draw the line, right? Like you you guys have to run the place, so you can't really be best friends with people. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so that yeah, that's the main thing. You know, you uh, like to say you can uh, friendship with business. You can't, you know, because, you know, uh, a lot of people get too comfortable. Yeah. A lot of people get too comfortable, you know, they want to, you know, think their family and, you know, skip stuff, you know, we can't, you know, we can't afford that sometimes, you know, uh, uh, you know, we'll, you know, we try to not uh, be too pushy, but also be a, a a friendly, a good boss, you know, somebody that, you know, uh, you know, our employees can communicate with us. You right. Know? Because at the end of the day, they're representing like your family, right? Like, this yeah. is a family business. So right. if they're cutting corners or if they have, you know, bad client skills, right? Like all that customer service is going to reflect back to you guys, right? Right. right. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, sometimes, I mean, we're all human. So sometimes someone forgets something or like, oh man, I like, forgot this little part. I mean, we'll tell them, like, hey, you forgot this again. And they're yeah. like, oh, yeah, no, like, I'm sorry. He's like, all right, I mean, just try better next time. Sure. Tell me about the the pandemic. Was it difficult when everything shut down? Did you guys struggle at all, or did you already have sort of that clientele base where you guys could keep everything operational? Like, what was that like for you guys? So the the thing about us, uh, our main um, our main business is our tortillas. Okay. So um, at that time, you know, we was only wholesaling um, wholesaling tortillas. Um, you know. We had a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of restaurants that um, that we used to have a lot closed down. Yeah, um, you know, it was tough. Yeah. I mean, people weren't going out to eat. People were afraid to go out, right? Mm-hmm. And honestly, like people were probably trying to save money because there was uncertainty too, right? Like yeah. they might lose their job or something. Maybe people weren't going out to eat as much as well, right? And that's you know that's what helped us a lot you know our tortillas you know we like you know we deliver a lot of meat markets stores and stuff so that's what helped us a lot because you know people had to eat yeah people had to eat and you know people were still going to uh, grocery stores and stuff 
you know, that's what, um, you know, it didn't affect us that much. Yeah, that's kinda, great to hear. Kind of balanced out. Yeah. Because uh, meat markets did pick up on buying tortillas and some of them, like mom and pop restaurants, did close down. Mm-hmm. So it kind of evened out for us. But okay. That's what helped us. Yeah, that's cool that you, you sort of have this like commercial side to your, mm-hmm. where you're providing for restaurants and stores and stuff like that. So that's a good base. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah. million dollar question. Do you guys ever get tired of eating tortillas? I mean, I've been tired of them <laughs> since like middle school. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I, I'll rarely eat one. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I mean, I'm at the shop, so I'm just like, oh, yeah. you got extra meat? Yeah, I'll eat that taco. You know, I'll sacrifice myself. Yeah, yeah. So I'll do that. But normally, like, my meals at home. Like, like no tortilla. They don't really have, like, tortilla or bread. Yeah. I'm just like. I always wondered about that. Like, if I, if I, like, work at my favorite place. Will I get tired of the food? What about you? So, um, I'm more a little bit more. Uh, um, I do eat more more tortillas at home. You know, uh, usually uh, we like uh, at home we like a Mexican family. So you know our our tortillas can, can we always have have to have tortillas. Yeah, can't go wrong with yeah. any meal. Yeah. a tortilla you know, just makes it better, right? You know, sometimes I, I go crazy. And, Eat spaghetti with tortillas, you know, not, <laughs> not all like that, but yeah, yeah, you know, um, you know, you know, you know our, our, my kids, you know, they, 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 um, you know, they like our tortillas, they like quesadillas, that's their main thing, you know, una tortilla con queso, you know, yeah. and, um, you know, sometimes they, uh, we, you know, we go out to eat and, uh, we, um, they ask for a quesadilla and they try the tortilla and they say, Oh, not good. It's not, not the same. same. It's not the same. You know? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So they're becoming like little tortilla connoisseurs. Like, yeah, nah, this yeah. is this is it's not the same one. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. What would you say? So somebody out there watching, what makes you guys different, right, than everybody? Because there's a ton of people that are making tortillas. There's a ton of people that make tacos. Like, what would you say if you're like elevator pitch? Sell me right now. Why should I go to your place? I mean. Once you put my meat in your mouth, you know, you see, that's it. You want it. Hooked, yeah. all the time. But no, uh, yeah. so, I mean, there is a lot of companies, a lot of tortilla companies, a lot of taco shops. Yeah. But, I mean, you have your different flavors. You have, you know, your flavors from Chihuahua, like Jalisco. You got, like, West Coast tacos. It's mm-hmm. all different styles. Like, us, we're not going to, like, try and make it big and bad. We're just like, you know what? This is how we grew up eating it. Yeah. Try it. See if you like it. That's what we tell people. And then also, like, our tortillas, we don't use any preservatives in them. Okay. And I know there's some companies that do, and like we don't. Like, that's just the way it was. Like, in my parents growing up in Chihuahua. Yeah. That's how it was done. Even like our machines that our corn tortilla machines, they're from Juarez. Oh, that's awesome. So they're from Chihuahua too. So, like, okay. And like the Maseca too is brought in from Mexico and stuff. So it's the exact same ingredients. Same, yeah. Same way. So you're getting like an authentic representation of like if you went to Chihuahua, like this is what you would get. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The only difference, it's not like one lady running the machine. Like, yeah. Cuanto quieres? And then she just <laughs> grab you half a kilo. Right. Wrap right. it in paper, give it to you and charge you. Like, yeah. I was like, we, we have to wear gloves and we have a cashier and then everybody else making tortillas. So yeah, that's like the main difference. Yeah. That's awesome. So where do you guys want to take this? Right. Because I, I see you guys continue to grow. So congratulations on that. Right. Like, Thanks I think you. your dad would definitely be proud of you guys, like keeping this running. Like, it's difficult to keep a business running, right? Like, most businesses probably fail within the first year, right? So, you guys have been in business for how many years already? Since 97. 97. 97. Wow. That's awesome. So, where do you guys want to go? What do you think you want to do? Do you want to sort of 
explore the food options more or you think you're, you're kind of happy with like the mix you have now with the tortillas and the catering what do you guys want to do um so right now <clears throat> our goal is to uh, concentrate on the tortillas right now uh so um you know right now we got a couple of plans here for uh, this year uh we're trying to um, expand a little bit more out of the city even out of the state too so um, okay so you know we want uh, our brand that's that's our 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 main focus, our brand and our quality. And, you know, our quality tortillas, um, you know, like right now, uh, that's our focus right now. You know, um, but our catering, you know, we still, you know, we still focus on that, you know. We, we tell our customers, um, you know, if you don't feel like tacos this time, you know, let us know what you feel. You know, we can make it a bit everything. Oh, so you can adapt the, the catering to something special? You yeah, think? you know, yeah. so if they need, you know, something special, you know, we can we can do it too, you know. Cool. But, you know, that's, you know, we focus on our, our taco bar or our taquiza because that's something that already we, uh, we already know. You know, you know, people, it's very popular right now. To, you yeah. Know, uh, so. like, like he says, he can do it with his eyes closed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. That's awesome. And so right now, that's our, our, our plans. You know, we're trying to uh, have, you know, a couple sizes of our f uh, flour tortillas. And, uh, I, you know, our corn tortillas are, are doing pretty good right now. And, you know, you're just trying to you know, build more of our, our customer base right now. Yeah. And, you know, um, you know, our, our, you know we, we, we try not to um, look for our customers. We try to uh, let our customers uh, look for us. So, you know, a lot of people right now are coming into us just uh, because they tried the, our tortillas somewhere else. Okay. Do so, restaurants make you sign something saying you can't dis like disclose that you provide the tortillas? Or are you guys allowed to say, like, you can find our tortillas at this restaurant, this restaurant, that restaurant? So we've never actually had that issue with any uh, place before. Okay. I mean, there is some restaurants that say, like, oh, like homemade tortillas or, like, right. made, uh, made daily and I mean, I don't say anything because, like, well, I mean, they are fresh and they are technically ready. right. Yeah. Technically, so, like, yeah. not say anything. But <laughs> yeah. some of them, they some of the restaurants do have a social media, and we ask them, like, hey, like, whenever you post pictures, because you take really good pictures, can we like tag the torteria on there? Yeah. And every single one of them was like, yeah, you can do that. I mean, That's cool. It's your product. Are you guys also responsible for running all your social media? You guys do all that, or like, do you hire somebody to do that? Uh, so we did have a. Uh, uh, when we first moved to the, our new location, uh, we did had a, a social media um, uh, company that uh, used to do um, social media. Uh, but right now, uh, we're starting to do it uh, ourselves right now. Uh, so we're trying to, you know, learn a couple, um, you know, uh, pointers. Uh, we ask for pointers, you know. We're trying to get our, our good camera uh, picture taken, you know. Yeah. We're trying to learn that. That's, you know, one of our main things, you know, uh, uh, the pictures, you know. You gotta make it look nice for sure. So that's you know our cook that we have uh, there. You know, I will say I always tell them uh, when you serve, when you serve, I know it's in the to go uh, box, but remember, presentation, right? Yeah, presentation. You know, remember somebody's gonna take a picture. But you gotta yeah. make it you know good, uh, you know, picture you know, yeah. quality. That's you know? a great point because when I go to the fast food places, it never looks like the picture, right? <laughs> yeah, and it could be something simple. It could just be fries. It could just be a burger. Yeah. It never looks like yeah. the picture, right? So, you know, that's, you know, that's our thing. You know, we try to have good, you know, good quality, you know, uh, you know, service too, you know, you know, we try to uh, make everybody feel, you know, happy when they go uh, uh, visit us, you know, 
or talk to us. You know, a lot of people, you know, when we have the tortillas ladies there, you know, they have the music, you know. You know, we have the, all the, we know all the hits. Yeah. You know, we know all the hits. <laughs> you know, when we ha there's a top one, we, we know it because they yeah, always. It's they, blasting. Yeah, yeah, they always have it. So, you know, and yeah. that's what people like when they go with us. You know, they like our music, you know. All, you know, us, you know, talking to us, you know, they like, you know. You know, a lot of people go talk to us. Yeah, too, so you know. people almost become like family, and and they they sort of get to know you. You get to know them. Maybe some regulars or what? Yeah, we do yeah. have a lot of regulars. Uh, you know, um, you know, we have a school uh, right across the street from us, a middle school. Okay. So we have a lot of teachers that come from over there. Yeah. You know. And a lot, uh, we have a fire uh, station down the street from us, and they come visit us all That's the time awesome. too. So you know, you know, we try to. You know, like I said, you know, try to reach everybody with our food, you know, our food, our tortilla. You know, a lot of people, um, you know, they go visit us, uh, new customers, they think that we don't speak English. Really? Yeah. So <laughs> they, they, they go in there and like all scared and, yeah. you know, think it's, uh, you know, nothing but uh, Spanish speaking people. That's funny. You, know? you were telling me like, like some some people go in and they're like, hey, do you guys sell food? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you true. mess with them a little bit. Yeah, right? And so some people walk in, they're like, um, hi. And then I'll be like, I will mess with them. I'm like, hola, yeah. como estas? And they're like, they look at me like, oh, I was like, nah, I'm just playing. How can I help you? That's mm -hmm. awesome. And then yeah. I just break it down like what we have there to serve and stuff. And yeah. So I do that. I just kind of let them know. I was like, hey, this is what we can do. If some days you can't wait for the food, like, Here's our business card. You can actually call in your order. Yeah. Some days you're on a rush. And so. Yeah, that's really cool. I think maybe if you guys like even like go out and do a lot of stuff, you know, with Sister Tell Park, all those events and like get your name out there, right? Like they'll probably be even more comfortable with like joining you. And then like that park, I think is going to have like more further growth, right? On the other yeah. side of the bridge. So it's just going to continue to grow. Like you guys are going to be right there with all the action, I think. Every time that we go do events or festivals we try to take our, our blue corn tortillas so you know you know everybody can have a, a yellow or white uh, corn tortillas but you know not the not, not the blue ones yeah so that's, that's awesome. why we we kind of do that to kind of stand out yeah. yeah that's cool do you guys have uh like any other tacos that you're gonna experiment with or you know because tacos are so many different kinds of meat so many different types of styles right like maybe you can even do a fusion with like an american something base into a taco like you guys ever experienced with anything like that or what so i've been playing with the birria okay uh, i've been doing it with the beef instead of like the other okay. ways it's done like a lot of people use like uh, goat and stuff yeah so i've been playing with that but i still haven't figured out the ratio to have it in like bulk okay so i can do like small batches but not really big cool and so trying to play with that one right now see how we can do it just so like the type of cheese we use and everything for the flat top we have see if it would work. Yeah. Because I don't want to awesome. say like, oh, yeah, we have this. And they're like, oh, wait, it's going to be 30 minutes. Right, so, right. You have to perfect it. And so then you got to make sure it's the same all the time, exactly. right? So yeah. I've been playing with that right now. Yeah. That's cool. How about you? Do you ever experiment with anything? I do. Mm. So, uh, you know, my, my, my wife, she's uh, she's from Durango. And sometimes, you know, they got different uh, uh, platillos, you know, uh, different... Uh, you know, kind of different food. Yeah. And uh, every time that she cooks for me, like, I never tried it before. You know, I try it first, how she has it. Then I'll say, let mm, me add this to it. You know, yeah. you know, I try, you know, I, I always do. But, you know, you know, sometimes we have to, you know, give it a try with the other different people, you know. Cool. Yeah. 
That's awesome. I don't know if we want to talk about the drinks at all, but I know that you guys are experimenting with that. So maybe we keep that, at, you know, for a next episode, right? A little teaser. Yeah. But um, I know you guys are exploring other other items as well. Yeah, you, you know, we do. Uh, we, you know, we always experiment with the um, other drinks. You know, we, we also do uh, aguas frescas, you know, but we also uh, we uh, messing around with alcoholic uh, beverages too. Yeah. So he's he's the good one on that one. So awesome, that's cool. Well, well, we'll keep it maybe as a little teaser for next time until you guys get if you decide to do that, you know, as a commercial thing, right? Yeah. We'll have to find the space for it because yeah. right now, like, all the tortilla machines in the kitchen has all the space. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> all right, so maybe for the people out there, plug in your socials. Where can they find you? Right, you know, this is your opportunity to to let them know. So um, Instagram, you know, and I, IG, you know, you can find us at ttlupitas.com uh, uh, or, you know, ttlupitas, you know, you can find us there in our social media. There's a bunch of, uh, you know, pictures, also videos of our, our catering and also a lot of our customers too. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, then also um, we have a lot of um, the pictures of our tortillas and our food. And uh, also, um, you know, you can find us in uh, Facebook, uh, Facebook at uh, Taqueria Tortilla Lupita. That's our, our our main one. And right now, we're working on our our uh, our website right now. It's on the construction, but uh, you know, we got a little uh, teasers too on that awesome. too. So that's cool. Yeah, and then people remember to tag you, right? Yeah. So you know, when you buy his, uh, our tortillas or even buy our, um, our tacos, just don't forget to tag us. You know, uh, you know, let everybody know where you get our tortillas. And uh, just let us know if uh, you tag us. You know, we, we give you a little surprise if you show us if you tag us in there. In, you uh, in, uh, in social media for us. Cool. All right. So, how about uh, Mr. Marketing here? Anything you want to plug in? I mean, you pretty much added the yeah. social media. <laughs> you <laughs> got to cover that one. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, I want to thank you guys for being on the podcast. We are running out of time, but the doors always open. You know, when you guys have another event or you just want to hop on, and we can talk about music whatever you guys got going on right, thank uh, you much. for having us appreciate it all right because yeah, hopefully you know uh, we can have a part two you know and then we also have uh our 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 new stuff that we uh bringing on for uh here in the future you know like i said don't, uh, don't be shy stop us uh stop by our our tortilla you know check our tortillas you know, we give you a little we bit speak more english so, yeah we speak english you know <laughs> yeah english or spanish, english or spanish. Or sarcasm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, you, everybody's welcome. So, you know. Awesome. Yeah. All right. There you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, the super talented Elias and Ivan Pando, Tortilla Lupita. Keep grinding because in dreams, we trust. <laughs>